This is Casey Bell, host of the Shake Up Learning Show and a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual host. For more great podcasts, visit edupodcastnetwork.com and get ready because the learning begins in three, two, one. Coming up on episode of 52 of Podcast PD, we are shaking up Podcast PD as we talk with a special guest. Guess who it might be? Casey Bell from Shake Up Learning? No, that would just be too obvious. <laughs> oh. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day. Except you'll have more fun with Stacey Lindis, AJ Bianco, and me, Chris Nessie. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Podcast PD. This is episode number 52. My name is Chris Nessie, at Mr. Nessie on the Twitter I'm joined, as always, by my podcast compadre, AJ Bianco. What's up, AJ? What is going on, Christopher Nessie? How are you on this wonderful May night? It is very nice here on this May night. I'm doing well. I'm doing well as well. The Yankees are in first place. It's the first time I can say it all year. (laughs) Now, it should be noted, we are down a podcaster tonight. Stacey's on special assignment. I'm finally here. This This is my time. I know it's it's have we ever done a just you and me episode? No, not 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 for a podcast PD. We've done it before. Just just on something different. I don't want to say we have a substitute, but it is still like a regular. It's a tripod. It, it, it's still we, we do have a, we do have our special guest. We are joined by Casey Bell this episode. So we do have a very strong female presence to keep us both in check. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> So that is the infectious laugh of Casey Bell, and she brings to the podcast in audio form her sparkling smile, her witty personality, and a whole heap of passion as big as Texas. Casey is a disruptor of the boring, an engaging, innovative, from-the-heart sharer who inspires educators while transforming their teaching with original, timely, used-tomorrow ideas. She's the co-host of the Google Teacher Tribe podcast, something I know all too much about, and she also recently launched her solo podcast, the Shake Up Learning Show. Welcome to Podcast PD, Casey Bell. Hey, y'all. Thanks for having me. I am, of course, super excited to be here. <laughs> that, that's the only way to be. It's the only way to be. If you listen, uh, apparently I cannot say any other phrase anymore. It just doesn't come out. It's catchphrase. Uh, I, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting to be back on a podcast with Chris, who I feel like is is like the secret guy listening to Matt and I when we screw up and when we're laughing and being silly and trying to make us sound good. And we always wonder like, hey, I wonder what Chris thinks about. <laughs> we, we talk to Chris like he's there. So <laughs> it's it's nice to have a have a one on a face to face, I should say, although a face to uh, Casey's not ready for prime time kind of thing. Go ahead, Chris. Let, let us let us in on a little bit of the uh, the dirt that goes on that you know about. Come on, a little I, bit. All I can say Aww. is 
it, no, no. Um, no, I certainly have dirt on the both of them. Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> it, it's just, it, it's funny. Like, like Casey just said, you know, they do talk to me as if I'm there listening, but obviously it's way time shifted based on when they record their conversations, whether it's just the two of them or with guests and their notes are super helpful. And let, let me just say, and I told Casey this recently for a conversation for an upcoming episode of her podcast that, you know, her and Matt since day one have almost been, and I don't even want to say almost, they've been podcasting like professionals, very limited mistakes. They know what they want to say. They've got a plan for each episode, their outline, their notes. They are fantastic. Only from time to time does Casey have trouble with words, but <laughs> sometimes she runs out of them. And when she does, she just makes up new ones. I just make up new ones. That's that's how I roll. Uh, occasionally, Matt ha- has a day or, or two where he, he, he will say something or talk about velvety butter or something crazy, but... <laughs> Yeah, Chris used to have to coach us on our banter. We had we had to practice our banter, which was hilarious. It used to be in our notes, like what we were going to bant about. And it became this joke. And then finally, Chris said, you know what? Y'all kind of got the banter down. You're already doing it everywhere else. So we loosened up and now we don't shut up. (laughs) No, but even then, you guys are really tight with everything you do. Everything is in sync and you guys are a joy to edit, especially when I hear things like this. I posted a post with a post. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to pull that out, Chris. What? Don't you know who you're podcasting I was, with? I was going to say, you know he had something he was going to put. You got it ready. Yeah, he never told us he was going to do those outtakes either. He, We were just like listening one day and like it's like the little beep at the end. And then he starts playing the outtakes. So it's like, hey, Matt, did you know we have outtakes now? <laughs> And then now when we mess up, we're, we're kind of like, yeah, that's going to be in the outtakes. And, and sometimes I don't put them in because oddly enough, sometimes what you guys think is funny. I'm like, no, that's not I'm not going to put that in. It's it's not that funny. <laughs> Keep it so, real. Yeah. Sometimes it's only funny when you're drinking sweet tea. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and speaking of drops, what? Who's here? True that, yo. Hi, Stace. She's not, Hi, really, Stace, she's not really here. We miss you, Stace. What? <laughs> we have a lot of fun here sometimes no this is bull dinky oh yeah one of those <laughs> <laughs> you guys keep me on my toes i love you both oh chris you you help us out so much um thank you for all that you do and for uh making the the google teacher tribe what it is it would not be the same without you well actually i was talking about stacy and AJ, oh. but i love you too i love you guys too <laughs> Dang it. Chris doesn't love me. AJ, can you believe this? I'm sure there's a special. No, that's special a there you go. Yeah, right? yeah. Just, Chris Nessie does not love me. You're asking for it. It's going to be, funny, yeah, it's going to be bad. As we record this episode, I haven't finished editing episode 88 of Google Teacher Tribe. So <laughs> thank you, Casey. Thank Uh-oh. you so much. <laughs> Crossover bloopers. Nice. I thought- That'll be a first. Before you, classic Chris transition, before one can get to edits and outtakes and bloopers, one has to start a podcast. So, Casey, can you share a little bit about how, again, you started with Google Teacher Tribe. How did that come to be for anybody listening who doesn't listen to that? And quite frankly, I don't know why they wouldn't be listening to Google Teacher Tribe. But how did that start? How'd you go from being a consumer of podcasts to a creator? 
Well, Matt and I have been friends since our time at the Google Teacher Academy back in 2014. Actually, they broke the mold after we went through it. They said, nobody else can do this. And they changed the name of it to Innovator. (laughs) And we wanted to do something together. So we had kept in touch. We collaborated on a few things. And both of us really had the idea I want to start a podcast, but we really felt like doing it on our own and trying to take care of all the technical pieces as well was really just more than we had time for. And we definitely saw the opportunity to hit that Google niche um, that really we have such a huge number of users, you know, using Google in, in schools now. So we both love Google. So it was a natural fit. And then we were like, who do we want to produce our podcast? Well, I really like that House of Ed Tech guy. He really does a nice job. And so we reached out to you and we had that conversation. And, and really, Chris, you just coached us through everything, every piece of the process and helped us make the good decisions about that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> It would. Yeah, I, I already said I loved you and you just don't love me back. So <laughs> Mr. Podcast over here, <laughs> the pod father, pod father. See, see, Chris, pod father. Did you have Casey on just so she could talk about you? No, I, I had her on because she talked about us on a recent episode of her podcast. Well, not directly, but there was a whole lot of her saying podcast PD, podcast PD. And I was like, oh, that makes me feel so good. It did make me feel good, actually. You're right. It felt wonderful. Thank you for the, thank you for the love. Appreciate it. Well, there's another episode coming up too that gives Chris a little more love too. Oh boy, my my head may not fit into my earbuds oh, after that one. <laughs> I may have some outtakes. I may have to see what I can find. Good luck. So, guys, when we think about podcasting or listening to podcasts, do you remember when you really started digging into listening to podcasts? Listening, becoming a consumer of podcasts probably happened four or five years ago was when I really I like I I looked at them. I would listen to one here and there would wouldn't really listen to anything consistently before that. I podcasted with my students back in oh, like was that like 2006, I think. And that was really back when everybody thought you had to have an iPod to listen to a podcast. And so it was a little bit of a different world back then. But the more that I started building my blog and wanting to learn how to do things online, I started digging into some podcasts and trying to find some people who were doing things online that I wanted to learn from and then also connecting with some great educational podcasts as well. So, So over the last four or five years you've been listening, what really stands out to you about podcasts that you're able to now share your voice and find others who are doing these things. What, what, what's, the, what's the most important thing for a podcast for you? For me, I'm, I'm really like a get to the point kind of girl. <laughs> I like to, to get what the information is. Chris knows this because when we started the Google Teacher Tribe, that was sort of one thing he had to force us to do the banter because we really didn't want to spend too much time. Talk- now we probably do too much of it, but it's because we got more comfortable But the ideas that I want to pull, I want something I can use now. I want something that teachers can use in their class tomorrow. I want it to be practical. I don't want it to be this lofty, like pie in the sky kind of idea. Um, I I just like to keep things on a a real level. In my defense, the reason I encouraged banter is because when you guys, 
initially came to me. I had been listening to podcasts for a number of years and something I've always enjoyed about listening and consuming podcasts, whether it was for education or for entertainment, was feeling like I had a connection with the host or the hosts. You know, it, listening to audio, whether it's in my car or in my earbuds, it, it is a very intimate experience. And, you know, there are a number of podcasts I listen to now where I feel like, oh, I should be friends with these with these guys or these gals who host this. But some of them are celebrities or pseudo celebrities. And, you know, they're never going to be my friends, but I feel like I have <laughs> a, a relationship will. with them. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were and you were completely right to encourage us to do that. So you, there's no no defense needed. We just we we didn't see it at that point. But the more that we shared of our personalities and the more people got to know us on a different level, it really opened some doors that were completely unexpected and something that neither one of us had experienced as a blogger, as a writer. So connecting with the audience with your voice is so different. And it's so funny, too, when I meet people in person because they act like they're my friend. You know, they, they come up like, you just went on my run with me this morning or, hey, my my kids are talking to you in the car when we take the commute to school and things like that. So even when I finally meet them face to face and they come to my session, it's like your my voice is so familiar to them now. So they connect on that different level. And that was something that was completely unexpected, but something that was really great. And of course, I'm like, why does anybody want to hear this Texas girl? But apparently <laughs> it's all good. Lots of people want to hear you. And, and to kind of keep going on on this path that we're on, you know, Stacey, AJ and I, we've presented numerous times on how to create podcasts, whether it's with your students. And we also mix in for teachers or anybody to create for yourself. One of the reasons we do that is because creating this content can be so powerful and can provide a podcast host with opportunities. Is there anything that you can think of in the last couple of years that you could complete the phrase because of my podcast blank, meaning if you didn't have Google Teacher Tribe or now your own podcast, what opportunities have you gotten as a result of being a podcaster? Which I ask because that could be encouraging to somebody who's on the fence about maybe starting their own podcast. I know specifically there are a couple of things that were just because of podcasting, and that would be Matt and I have been invited to do keynotes together and no one would have ever given us that opportunity or paired us in that way if we hadn't been forming this new podcast or this new community. So that was definitely something that came directly out of podcasting. The other things may be a little bit more difficult to separate because I do connect with people in many different mediums. So, um, but I do think it has help me reach a new audience. And that was my goal because a lot of people just don't like to sit and read a blog. A lot of people don't want to sit and watch a YouTube video, but when they go for their run or they're cleaning the house or they're making their commute, they're willing to listen to somebody who maybe has some tips to share. So that's definitely helped us connect with some some new educators and learning from other educators too, because they come back and contribute. They ask questions. They ask the questions that sometimes stump us that we don't know the answers to and force us to also learn or to connect with someone new. So when, when we think about podcasting, I mean, the big thing is it's the value of what we, what we create as podcasters, the three of us, we're trying to put things together for, for the audience out there. I know a lot of people who kind of refuse to listen to podcasts. It's not their thing and they, and they won't try it because 
They think it's just, you know, basically talk radio. So when you think of your topics, where do they come from for you? And how do you kind of put it together so that you know, if you get a new person listening right then, they're going to stick with you because of the value you're giving them? That's a really interesting question because I think that also taps into learning styles. So I feel like, you know, I'm an auditory learner. I always have been. And I had many students who were not. So I I see both sides of the coin and can understand why this may not be everybody's bag. But at the same time, you never know until you try it too. So using podcasts to learn and using them in different ways can definitely help bridge that gap. So with the Google Teacher Tribe, our content, I feel like we've sort of found a rhythm with that. So we usually pick topics that we're both already talking about, we are already learning about. A lot of times we've already blogged about them. Things that are questions are also good podcast topics. They're also good blog topics. You know, if it's a question I get all the time, okay, yeah, maybe that should be a good topic. That's a good question. We need to answer it. The other thing too is with uh, Google Teacher Tribe, we talk about Google updates. So we're always pulling content directly from Google as well. With the new show, which I'm only like 12 episodes in, it's been a little bit interesting. So I, I, I'm testing out several different formats and trying several different styles of shows. So I'm doing some on-air coaching. I'm doing some student interviews. I'm talking about some of the things that I talk about on the blog One of the reasons, and and Chris probably remembers this conversation, but Matt and I really struggled when we were thinking about the podcast and how we could talk about Google in an audio format. Because we literally do sometimes say, okay, click here, do this, go that. And we thought, are people going to understand this? And they do. (laughs) And if they don't, they, you know, they write down a note or they go back to the show notes when they get to their computer and they can go follow the step-by-step. So uh, I think that going audio was good because audio is much more portable and a lot of people will take it with them and, and pick up those tips. So, you know, there's a little bit of a balance of finding that, but I've also would say not every topic necessarily fits as well into the audio format. So sometimes, you know, when I'm thinking about, okay, what do I want to blog about versus what do I want to talk about? So there's definitely some differences there in trying to keep the audience interested in listening to that, but also keeping them interested in following the things that I'm blogging about as well. I, I think for, for somebody like you, Casey, with your personality and literally, you know, the, the sound and the rhythm and, and the tone of your voice, people probably listen to you and even to Matt, you know, maybe they're not 100% invested in Google or in some of maybe the shakeup content that you're doing now, but they, they're there because of you. And, and I think that's really powerful. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. You, you know, sometimes I struggle with, okay, is this something that's worth someone's time? You know, I want to make sure that everything that I'm doing is something that a teacher or an educator or tech coach or someone can walk away with. And even in my book, I I didn't want it to be so research focused, yet it was research based. But, you know, like when I'm reading a book, I get lost when I'm reading like, you know, all these citations and trying to get into um, the lofty ideals of education when 
what's really happening in the classroom is what matters. And so that's what I, t- I try to stick to. You know, what are the things that I would want in my classroom? What are the things that I use as a teacher of teachers? So just finding those connections. And I think, and most of the time, that's what people tell me that they like is they about Matt and, and I both is really just that we stick to the practical stuff. And you know what? I also share my failures a lot. And that also helps me connect. In fact, I have a whole presentation called Confessions of a Bad Teacher. It's just, you know, the things that I've learned along the way. And I look back on and I think, I can't believe I did that in my classroom. And, you know, I know other teachers have been there. So just making that connection that, you know what? We're not at all perfect. I'm not pretending to be perfect. And I think sometimes, too, the mistakes that we make on air help, you know, lend itself to, hey, we're real people. And that's what most people will say. Like, I just feel like Casey's like real, like she's just down to earth and she's real. So that's that's where I try to remain. <laughs> well, as a listener to both of your podcasts, I, I, I think you put it out there very well, you know. You guys are easy to listen to. You guys, when we, when you talk about the googly things that you do share, you know, it's very easy that when I'm listening, I, I actually love to listen to it more than once because I like to write some things down. So I'll note it and then I'll go back to it, listen. And, and you guys do a good job of putting things together. Really, really helpful. So you can, as a listener, you can understand there is there is value. You know, I think for me and Chris and Stacy, when we do this, we get a little nervous. You know, I, I get nervous. Like I know we have X amount of downloads and people are listening and people are responding, but I wish we could reach the listener in a different way because we feel that podcasting is extremely important. And you had mentioned in your latest episode how important it actually can be. So in your episode 12 of the Shake Up Learning Podcast, I really appreciated your ideas of getting credit for podcasting. Would you like to share a little bit of that for our listeners? When I started the Shake Up Learning Show, one thing that was really important to me was to try to leverage it in some way that would make it more practical for administrators to give credit. And so one little tidbit that I've added, which may evolve over time, is just trying to give what I call the podcast question of the week, something that can get listeners involved in a discussion, responding, and also allow leaders to gather some type of evidence. So I can't gather that evidence. I can't track that evidence. I can't give the credit. I wish I could, but um, there's just no possible way to handle those kinds of numbers. And I feel like it would water it down. And that's something I really don't like to do when it comes to giving professional learning credit hours. So I really feel like there's a lot of opportunity that many educators just don't know about. So first of all, a lot of them still don't even understand what a podcast is. A lot of them probably still think it requires an iPod. (laughs) And God, I sure hope not. (laughs) I'm telling you. So, and that was actually why I asked Chris to write a guest post for me before I started and before I launched the Shake Up Learning Show, I had him write a post that is titled The Teacher's Guide to Podcasts. Like pretty much what is it? How do I listen? Where do I go? What does it mean? Just as a reference to get those newbies kind of used to what this idea is. And I know many listeners of both of the shows have told me this is the first podcast I've ever listened to. So I put out a question. I have a a Facebook group and I, I usually bounce a lot of ideas with this with this group. And I ask them, are any of you giving credit? 
for podcasts listening. And I got some really interesting responses. So those, uh, some of those responses were mentioned in the episode as well. And some teachers are working them into face-to-face PD, which I really liked and was something I used to do many, many moons ago. And I actually forgot about it until the other day I came across, this is how badly I needed to clean out some things, but I found a sign-in sheet for a training I did in 2010 called I Potted and my students loved it. (laughs) And part of that was to listen to some podcasts so that they could understand not only how they could use them, but how they could use them with their students for learning. Because there's a lot of great podcasts out there that we can use in our classrooms too. So I wanted to spin off of this idea and so I learned about some some ways that people are doing this. Some teachers are using them in an online format as well. So there was one teacher, Laura Cahill, who's using Google Classroom, and she has sort of curated some podcast episodes. I think actually she may even have them vote, if I'm trying to remember correctly. And then they they get to to listen to it and they discuss the episode. And then Meredith Akers here in Texas, she's an elementary school principal, and she actually used them in a choice board activity for students. She called it a podcast tasting, and I thought that was pretty brilliant. There was also another option to do podcasts and is it called podcasts and pedometers or something like that to encourage like a a healthy wellness kind of idea as well. So I really liked that. And I liked the fact that she let it build up so they could do that. They had to check in face to face with their leaders who would make sure they knew how to access the podcast, how to access um, whatever platform they were using to gather the evidence of learning. And then once they've done so many that way, they were also allowed to learn on their own and listen on their own and still get credit. So I think it's it's definitely worth exploring and getting this in front of administrators because I don't know how many administrators really listen to podcasts either. I know there's a lot of podcasts for administrators, but I'd be curious to see the data on on how many listeners you know they really have in, in terms of a percentage because I think there's so much opportunity to take take advantage of podcasts like this one and and to use these in other ways. And you know what? This is this is content that's ready to go. You know, as a trainer, as someone who's been delivering PD for a really long time now, I love to use other people's content. This is great. So to have this at your fingertips and not every episode is for every teacher, right? And not every podcast is for every teacher, but there is something for everyone now. I mean, you can, I feel like podcasting is, is still at a high, like I don't see it, it, it coming down anytime soon. It seems to just be hotter than ever. So, ev- and everybody I talk to is starting a podcast now too. So there's always new ones coming up and different personalities. So I think that's, what's great is not only can you choose the content, but usually there's several podcasts about certain topics as well. So if you connect with the crazy Texas girl that I am and you want to listen to me, you can. <laughs> or, you know, if, if you want to you want to listen to somebody else who doesn't say y'all and super excited all the time, then that's okay too. <laughs> so you find what works for you and you find the personalities that you connect and learn with best. Yeah, I think you have a lot of great points there. And I think your listeners who shared how they're doing it and gaining credit with their schools is fantastic. One thing that stands out to me 
you say you don't know if there's a lot of administrators listening to podcasts. What I've noticed lately, a lot of the podcasts that I've kind of listened to have been geared more towards leaders. So I'm wondering now if more leaders, because positions are changing and roles are changing, if more leaders are getting involved in podcasts and it's the teachers who need to be taught about podcasts at this point. That definitely could be true. I, I and I don't know that we have any way of, of gathering that data. Um, I'm with you, though. I, there are so many leadership podcasts out there. I just felt like this conversation needed to happen. And I wanted it to happen early on in, when I in the Shake Up Learning show because I was adding that question and I'm trying to explain the purpose behind that. Not only do I want people to engage with me and I want to talk about these things, but that this is an important conversation that we need to, that we sh- should have been having like five years ago, but it, we still need to be pushing this conversation in front of the right people to have these conversations. So even if a teacher was listening to that episode, I'm encouraging them, hey, talk to your administrators. And in fact, I had several people who messaged me and said, hey, I just asked my principal and they said, yes, they would give me credit. So, you know, all, sometimes all it takes is someone to just say, hey, here's an idea. I've never heard of this before. Okay, let's try it. So. Yeah, I, I love it. I love your question. I, I love that it, it could spark conversation with you as the host and it can spark conversation in schools. And as an aspiring, aspiring school leader, that's something I would like to take with me uh, whenever I go and whenever I start. So in the show notes for this episode at podcastpd.com slash 52, we are certainly going to have a link to episode 12 of Casey's show, which again is called how to get credit for listening to podcasts where again, she shares examples. She gives recommendations and again, this is just a tip of the iceberg, at least in education, for getting credit for this content, which we take the time to create. You know, I certainly on my professional development plan each year, I, I mention this is all the stuff I create. This is what I'm doing. This is who I get to talk to. So I'm trying to use what I do as a creator to get credit. And, you know, in uh, at least the Danielson model. You know, in domain four, everything I do outside of my classroom to learn and grow, I'm certainly trying to get credit for. In terms of hours, my lord, it would be fantastic if I actually got actual PD hour credit could, could, for all the stuff that I consume. Could you imagine, Chris? And like, and like one thing in New Jersey, we have to have a hundred hours over five years, right? That's that's what it is. Is it five years? Yeah, I get about a hundred exactly. hours per year. Like, per but year, could you imagine it had to have podcasts as part of that, like to listen to an hour a day. Or speak about it for an hour a day. Your 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 time is done before before you leave. Every your five years is done right there in one year. Just saying. Not saying <laughs> not saying well right there, but I'm just saying. No, I mean you make a great point. Yeah, I I think about the time that we all spend, you know, learning and creating and connecting, and you know. Um, Carlos Garza was someone else who contributed to that episode. And he talked about not just podcasts, but teachers tracking their online learning, whether they're participating in a Twitter chat. And, you know, and I know many schools have adopted some ways to give credit for Twitter chats. And, you know, what I tell people, I've learned more on Twitter than I've ever learned at any conference. But there's just there's just so many things at our fingertips. And he also brought up the fact, of course, he's from Texas and we have what's called the T-test, which is our, our model for professional learning and the the different domains that they have to hit there. But every state, like you just mentioned, you know, every state kind of has their own 
their own policies that when it comes to that, but they usually are very similar. So there's probably a lot of ways that podcasters could also come together to help leaders find ways to connect podcast episodes to those various uh, requirements for teachers. And I don't think we're that far away from that because again, we just brought up the fact that teachers in this country are getting credit for Twitter chats. And I know when I first got on Twitter, I'm sure we all agree, you know, we were like, this is like the greatest PD. We're just having conversations that we want to have and it would be great. Could you imagine if we ever got credit for this? And now people are. So I would say inside of five years, you'll see a wider adoption of, yes, podcast listening for professional development in a formal way. And it's not to say that even, you know, a one hour episode is probably not necessarily worth one hour of credit either because of the different types of content and other things that, you know, end up taking up the time. So I think finding that balance and um, having these conversations to open this conversation with the leaders in our schools can help us find a way to do that. So I texted when I was working on that episode, I texted a friend of mine here locally, who's an elementary principal. And I said, Hey, do you do this? Do you give credit for podcasts? And she said, No, but I'm I would be willing to if they could give me evidence. And so that evidence piece is what is so critical and why I don't want to water it down. But I also want to offer anything I can to support that. So I'm trying to keep that in mind as I think about episode topics, as well as those questions. Actually, my questions sometimes are like three or four questions or, (laughs) you know, asking for more information, but, you know, trying to make that something that has at least a little bit of weight that can actually prove they, they did listen and learned something from the episode. One of the things I thought of after listening to your episode was, you know, teachers, we, a lot of us, you know, present at conferences and we develop presentations. And I think maybe one backdoor way to get podcasting in front of administrators. I mean, I know AJ here in New Jersey, we can get credit for presenting at a conference and the planning and preparation that goes into that. But if we were to plan a presentation that was based on what we listened to on a podcast, if we mention that in like the write-up or reflection for an administrator to say, this is the workshop I developed, this is what I'm presenting, and it started with an episode of a podcast I listened to, that starts to get the technology in front of people who might not otherwise give it some serious thought. I'm actually contemplating playing some snippets of episodes in my presentations, possibly even instead of background music when people are coming in. I just worry it will change the mood of that beginning time. You know, when you play the music, how people just, there's just a totally different mood in the room. And um, especially because ISTE's coming up and I was thinking about that, but I can definitely pull snippets from different episodes and different tips and just plug that. And of course, now we can put audio in Google Slides. What? I can do that and just add that little piece and help spark that interest in podcasting and even, you know, snippet learning, maybe, maybe hashtag snippets. <laughs> well, here's one of my favorite snippets. Yay, Google Arts and Culture. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I feel like Google Arts and Culture is almost like a drinking game. <laughs> I, I, I've never, I don't know if I've ever said that one out loud because we almost always have something super cool from them that I, I feel like there's like, it's like playing bingo or some kind of game when you're listening. You, they, it's like the, what is it? Um, 
do you remember the word of the day on Pee-wee's Playhouse? That's that's kind of like that. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Let's do it. And sometimes when we mess up, we're like, eh, Chris, just leave it in. (laughs) And and, and again, that, that goes back to what we started with, which was, you know, the authenticity of the conversations that podcasters can have on their show. Many people can take that stuff out, but some people can leave it in and it still works. And I feel like the people, that's another reason why people connect with us differently. But Matt and I were talking the other day how much faster we record an episode than when we first started and how, you know, of course, we were perfectionists and, oh, I've got to record that again. Oh, that didn't make sense. And we were, you know, constantly rethinking the way we said everything. And now I'm like, was that OK? <laughs> you know, and I don't know if everybody- yeah, now you guys think I have wizard powers and you're just like, ah, Chris, you can fix that. Right. And then you just keep going. Hey, Chris, why don't you whittle that together for us? So um, I think that was actually a whole thing, too, wasn't it, about whittling? So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Chris knows all our secrets. He knows where the bodies are buried. (laughs) (laughs) Now, speaking of where the bodies are buried, bad Chris transition. Um, One of our listeners, and I know he also listens to your content, uh, Derek Larson from Utah. Uh, First, he sends along the following. I love your work on the Google Teacher Tribe and have recommended it to many different Utah educators since we use lots of googly stuff here in Utah. And Derek wants to know, as do AJ and I, Casey, can you talk a little bit about your podcast setup, some of the gear you use, what makes both of your podcasts work and run? So I really don't have anything fancy, although I might get fancy after I move. So I'm I'm getting ready to move. So I didn't want to add any new equipment to my office at the moment, but I just have a Blue Yeti mic and we use Zencaster to record the Google Teacher Tribe. I use um, GarageBand to record for the ShakeUp Learning Show. And if I'm doing an interview, I use Zencaster. And then the magic happens all behind the scenes when we pass it on to Chris and he makes us sound wonderful. It, it, so there you go, folks. It's really that simple. Just get a microphone. And like I've been saying for years, just hit record. And headphones. Have headphones. Headphones are, are key. There's many episodes where Matt does not have his headphones or the wrong mic is connected. And <laughs> yes, Casey yells at him real good. The, then he then he plugs it in and then he says butter. So. <laughs> Smooth like butter. Oh, that Matt Miller. This is Chris Nessie, founder of the Education Podcast Network. ISTE 2019 is right around the corner, and we're hosting an Education Podcast Network meetup. Come out on Sunday, June 23rd at 6 p.m. at Pat's King of Steaks and meet all your favorite Education Podcast Network podcasters and connect with other listeners. We're going to have an old-fashioned cheesesteak challenge. We're going to eat at Pat's, we're going to eat at Gino's, we're going to have a good time, talk podcasting, and we'd love to see you there. Come out on June 23rd at 6 p.m. if you're going to be in Philly for ISTE 2019. I look forward to seeing you there. Now, back to the podcast. I, I don't even know what to say about that. That was that, You like cheesesteaks. I, I do enjoy Hashtag cheesesteak I do enjoy cheesesteaks. Okay, so you're going to be there, right? Heck yeah. Make sure you wear a shirt because then I'll buy your lunch. I I will be there for sure, and I um I ordered a shirt the other day, so I should be wearing my my uh podcast network shirt. Nice, which means I have to buy Casey dinner. I'll bring it's I'll okay. bring three shirts. <laughs> <laughs>
Yes, but but for for those of you who are listening, if you come out to this uh, little education podcast network podcast PD meetup, we're all going to be there. And if you're wearing an education podcast network T-shirt or a podcast PD T-shirt, then uh, I will buy your cheesesteak. Me, Chris Nessie. I'm just going to hand them out to people. Here, come get a come get a cheesesteak. <laughs> that guy's buying. <laughs> you get a cheesesteak, and you get a cheesesteak. Have your Oprah moment. There you go. <laughs> I think it's going to be awesome. Have Have you ever done a meetup before? Nope. I just kind of, I'm just seeing what happens. I think, I think it's going to be great. I mean, I, I think a lot of people are, will want to come. I'm going to be there with stickers and maybe some other swag, whatever I can get to Philly. So if you're going to ISTE, please stop by. I'm, I'm excited about ISTE this year. I think there's going to be a lot of fun things happening. It's always a good time. And it, I'm glad it's in Philly because I can drive there. Well, that Agreed. is nice for you. <laughs> I may be in a corner in the fetal position, though, so just, you know, just step over me. Oh, you'll be fine. You're a pro. <laughs> uh, there's a slight chance I've overcommitted myself, but hey, it is what it is. We'll see who's more overcommitted, you presenting or me buying cheesesteaks for hundreds of people. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be good on Sunday because, wait, oh, I think I'm presenting on Sunday, too. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I really just have to go day by day. That's the only way I can handle it. Well, speaking of day by day, we consume content. So this is the part of the show where, and Casey, we hope you play along. We're going to share content that we've been listening to. AJ, take it away. What have you been listening to, my friend? Uh, I'm going to throw a recommendation here that I got from Jethro Jones and his, his newsletter. Uh, it's called Lead to Win with Michael Hyatt. And the episode that I'm recommending for everybody is called Destroy Distractions with These Nine Focus Boosting Strategies. Uh, this is a great episode. Uh, I'll just give you a quick read up about what it is. It says, uh, we've learned that we can do our best work sandwiched between meetings and phone calls. We need focused time for strategizing, writing, and working on difficult problems. In this episode, you're going to learn a, a bunch of great things. Tips like creating alone time for yourself, um, meeting-free days that have helped them, uh, different apps and sites you can use to block distractions, uh, the types of food that will actually help you to increase mental uh, accuracy, uh, scientific link between music and problem solving, and the best methods for timing breaks that will keep your mind fresh. And I listened to it the first time, and it was really good. There were some great ideas. Uh, I started doing some of my own. Um, of course, I'm going to go back, and I'm going to listen to it again because I wrote down some things. But I want to go back and just make sure I can get myself in the best zone so I'm not distracted when I'm working because as I'm listening to it, of course, one of the things they're saying is put down the social media and I was like, oh, let me get off Twitter right now. Okay. So anyway, so yeah, so give this a chance. If you, if you are distracted, listen, um, I think you'll really enjoy this episode. I, I am familiar with uh, Michael Hyatt's content um, back when I listened to Podcast Answer Man, so I've heard him speak before. And uh, he, he produces a lot of good stuff, mm -hmm. so I'm definitely going to check this cool. out. Uh, my recommendation, I part of me feels bad, but then part of me says, hey, I'm learning, so I'm going to share it. So I'm dipping back into, you know what? I'm going to actually borrow from another podcast. I'm going to jump into a podcast <laughs> recommendation right now. <laughs> if you don't listen to Google Teacher Tribe, you don't get the joke. So go catch up on 88 episodes. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm going to recommend another episode of the Art of Manliness podcast. This is episode 506 titled How to Improve Your Speaking Voice. And here's the description. 
When it comes to your personal presentation, there's one aspect that often gets overlooked, your voice. Your voice is a big part of what makes you, you, and what makes you likable and influential. Yet you probably don't think too much about it. Not to mention, Brent's guest in this episode argues you're likely not even using your true voice thanks to bad habits you've picked up throughout your life. One of the interesting takeaways was I actually learned in this episode how and where our voice comes from. And as babies, we're just impersonating those people that we hear. So with a little work and some basic techniques from the guest Roger Love, he's a voice coach and he's worked with some of the world's most famous singers and speakers. Uh, he's the author of Set Your Voice Free. You can actually change your voice. And this really hit home for me because in my head, I feel like I sound a lot like my own dad. And people have said that. I've confused people on the phone when I still lived at home, you know, years ago. And yeah, in my head, I feel like, yeah, sometimes I'm just doing a very, as he'll say, a very cheap impression of him. So I just found this to be really valuable. There were some great little drills and things you can do that he gives you right in the episode. And I'm actually going to go check out some of Roger Love's content and maybe improve upon my speaking. I like that. It's interesting. Yeah, it's, it sounds like something I need somebody to slow me down. <laughs> it's not that hard. I, I mean, some of the things involve, you know, actually, Casey can't do this because you don't have an Adam's apple, but. <laughs> uh, are you sure? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there are just some little things where, you know, it, it talks about like your aggressive voice, you know, and, and I almost feel like it's, you know, like when AJ does his Batman impression that he's done on the show a couple of times where, you know, you do that. Or I know when I've done like public address announcing at basketball or football games, my voice does does change. And, you know, I could take on radio personality with no problem at all coming up next. And, you know, that's a little different than how I normally talk. So definitely something that people can learn from. And if you're creating content, if you're a podcaster, this is definitely an episode worth checking out. Or if you're presenting and speaking in public, definitely worth checking out Art of Manliness, episode 506. I definitely need that. But you know what I need more? Yes. The y'all, the y'all need this podcast. <laughs> Did you know there's a podcast called Y'all Need This Podcast? No, get out of town. <laughs> get out here. <laughs> Tell me, is so, this your recommendation? This is my recommendation. Is it my turn or my It's skip your it? turn. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. I know you don't love me, Chris, but I was I may have jumped ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so my nephew, bless his heart, he's the one who told me about this podcast, and it's by Jay Sauceda, who also wrote the book that's called Y'all Need This Book. And I have this book. It's all about Texas. It's all about Texas things that we do, that we have, helping other people understand our crazy culture. So I haven't listened to the latest episode, but this one may sound particularly interesting to you. Emergency hot take, New Jersey versus Texas. Ooh. Twitter has been a buzz with a debate over which state has the best Mount Rushmore of musicians. If Mount Rushmore's of musicians were a thing, New Jersey thinks they're supreme. We naturally do not. <laughs> so that's a description of the episode. So I do geek out. Um, you might know that I'm a proud not only Southern girl, but proud Texas girl. So that is a fun podcast. That That one is just just for some entertainment. But I also have a huge list of, are, 
do you use Overcast? I'm mm-hmm. curious. What do y'all I'm, use? Is that your podcatcher? That's mine. That's it. Yes, that's mine as well. So I have uh, been listening to a podcast for a long time called the Biz Chicks podcast, and it's all about women in business. And so just helping me run my own business as a female entrepreneur and connecting with other females. So it's been uh, really great. I've also attended uh, their conference and just just to help me learn more about what I'm doing and connecting with other bloggers who are outside of education, other podcasters who are outside of education. So that one has been great for me as well. But if I had to pick a educational podcast that wasn't podcast PD. <laughs> Let me just say, before you mention this one, you are very much filling in for Stacy very effectively with okay. like all these recommendations. But go, you're having fun. Go for it. Am I? Am I? I've used too much. No such no, thing. You're, there's you're there's a no guest. Such thing. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I'm a guest. Okay. So I am also have always been as long as I can remember following anyone who blogged or podcasts or anybody is Vicki Davis. And the 10 minute teacher podcast is fantastic. It's a, you know, it it really is a 10 minute podcast comes out five days a week. So she has put together some some great episodes and she talks to some great educators. So if someone's looking for like that bite size podcast just to get introduced to some great ideas. She is really good about getting to the point. And that's, you know, that's, that's my thing. I like that. I can listen to that and get some great takeaways. Well, AJ, I think she crushed it on recommendations. I, I love it. it was, that was perfect. That was, that was wonderful. So you're ready to join biz chicks now. I'm right? in. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to go listen to this episode where it sounds like they're going to try and put country singers up against the likes of Frankie Valley, Frank Sinatra, uh-huh. Bruce Springsteen. I'm, I'm, ac- I'm actually excited for that one. John Bajoni. I want to hear this one. It's funny that you think that the only musicians from Texas are country. Ooh. I, yeah, sorry, stereotypes. Yep. It's okay. Way to go, Chris. Blew it. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. We do meet a lot of those, but yeah. I do love Michael Hyatt, too, though. I was really glad that you mentioned Michael Hyatt. I've taken one of his productivity courses before. Oh, really? Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Got a lot of great tips. I probably need to go back and review my notes because I think I've I've quickly gotten back to my bad habits. Easy, easy, to, easy to happen, I guess. No, I was reading his uh, Best Year Ever book a little while ago. Oh, yeah. And I kind of put it on hold for a little bit and jumped on something else, but I got to go back to that one. Yeah, it's good. I know people who it's either that one or his book platform that they read that book basically every January to set themselves up for the coming year. It's not a bad idea. Get your mind. I'm not one of them, but I'll I'll, I'll read anything in the show. Yeah, no, I'm not a reader. I can, but I don't. I'm right. Books on tape. Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) If, if it was in a podcast form. Sure. Sometimes, because sometimes I get a little irritated when I go look at the podcasts that are ranking and they're like books. <laughs> That's not fair. Let me save you from yourself. Don't look at the Apple podcast rankings. They are. I worth know that the rankings in a token will get you on a bus. I still I, I the some of the, the categories just drive me crazy. But I know I know I know I have to let it go. I can't play that song. But yes, let it go. Can't you sing it, Chris? I want the listeners to come back for episode 53, so no. <laughs> Maybe that's what can happen live at ISTE. 
We did talk about karaoke last episode, didn't we? We did AJ? talk about it. Yes, we did. I do have kind of a cool ISTE announcement. Is this the place? I, All haven't, right, let's I, go. Haven't, I haven't announced it let's anywhere go. yet. Hopefully it's going to happen, but I'm going to do a live recording at the Flipgrid booth. What? So on, let me make sure. I think it's Tuesday at 11 a.m. So I'm going to be recording an episode of the Shake Up Learning Show at the Flipgrid booth. And Chris, I may be calling you in a panic with logistics, but I think I have it figured out. <laughs> so, but we're going to, we're going to ask people to contribute their favorite Flipgrid tips, student voice tips, and make it a very collaborative episode. It'll be kind of crazy. It's loud in there, but I really wanted to give it a shot. And the Flipgrid guys, you know, are just really fun. And so they were totally into it. So we're going to do it. That sounds awesome. And of course, I will support you any way that I can. Awesome. All right. So, Casey, thank you so much for being a part of this episode of Podcast PD. You can find Casey Bell on the Internet <laughs> at shakeuplearning.com. She is also the co-host of the Google Teacher Tribe podcast. Check that out if you haven't at googleteachertribe.com. She is on Twitter at shakeuplearning. Anywhere else people can find you? Pretty much Shake Up Learning everywhere. There you go. Shake Up Learning everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Just now, do it. Just do it. So Stacy is not here, so I'm going to do my best to be Stacy. Say goodnight, AJ. Goodnight, AJ. Say goodnight, Casey. Goodnight, Casey. Goodnight, Podcast PD. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Podcast PD. For links to all of the resources mentioned in this and every episode, please visit our website, podcastpd.com. You can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at AJBianco. And I also blog at AJBianco.me. You can connect with me on Twitter. I am Mr. Nessie. And I would love it if you also checked out the House of EdTech podcast over on chrisnessie.com. You can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at irontech and I blog at irontech.me. Connect with Podcast PD on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast PD. We would also love to have you as a member of our Facebook community. Go to podcastpd.com slash Facebook to join. You can help us reach more educators like you by telling someone else about the podcast. So share us with a colleague. And if you do it on social media, please make sure to tag us. The guest on the episode, you're really going to like, uh, here, words are hard. Hold on. <laughs> A little irony there. No, seriously. I know, right? Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> Podfather talking about a speaking voice and struggling with words. <laughs> <sighs>